Hello dear listeners and welcome to this special Sunday meditation. I am Pastor Enzo Pellini and it's truly a blessing to have you join us today on this journey of reflection and connection. Whether you're joining us for the first time or you've been a part of our spiritual community, your presence here is cherished and valued. As we gather for this moment of reflection, I'd like to share the reading for this new week. The reading for today is from the Gospel according to Mark chapter 8 verses 31 to 38 and it says as follows. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Throughout this Lenten season, we'll share readings that speak to us as today of the announcement of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, of his passion and suffering. The intention of this text during Lent is precisely to remember these events, to learn from them if we haven't heard them before, and above all, to come to understand that Jesus loves us and wants to begin building a relationship with us. A relationship of dependence, a relationship that allows us to be blessed by God through our fellowship with Him, and thus, at the end of this life, to grant us the certainty of salvation. Sometimes it is somewhat difficult or cumbersome for us to read the Bible, even for those of us who have spent years in the life of faith and the church. Sometimes it's difficult for us to understand why we go to church every Sunday and why Jesus came into the world to save us. Some things, it is true, are beyond our understanding. Recently, a man came to church who has been here several times, a neighbor from North Bay whose father was a pastor, and he said to me, Pastor, I have theology books from my father that I'd like to donate to the church, just so they don't end up in the trash. So I told him, I'd like to see the books first. Most of the books were old, though certainly interesting. And behold, I came across a collection of the complete works of a pastor and theologian of the church named Karl Barth, who wrote 14 volumes on the dogmatics of the church. 
that is the doctrine of the church as a revelation of God and not of human beings according to him. When I saw that collection, I told him I would accept it because even though it's it was old, it's a theological treasure. I now have it in the office. One day, this famous Swiss theologian visited the seminary in the United States, and the students at the end of his lectures asked him, Professor, based on your vast theological experience, could you summarize basically in a few words what your whole work is about? And the professor, after thinking for a while, said, Yes, I think I can summarize it for you like this. Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. And that's what faith is all about. We don't have to worry about things we don't understand. The most important thing is that we can understand that despite our mistakes, weaknesses, and human vulnerabilities, God loves us. He loves us so much that he sent his son into the world to bring us precisely this message of salvation. I love you, and I want to give you eternal salvation. Although the only condition, as we always say, is to be able to accept that invitation, that is to begin to believe in Christ as the Son of God, to begin to depend on Him, to begin to have the devotion and the need to worship Him. If we can't accept it, we will not have the need to worship Him either. Whoever cannot worship God is because they have not fully accepted Him. When we begin to believe in Him, the whole world begins to change like a 180-degree turn. We begin to see the things of the world from a spiritual perspective and not just a material one. The things we used to give importance to begin to be secondary and the things we didn't pay attention to before, such as worshiping God, begin to be of vital importance. In the same way we read in the Gospel today, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But Jesus turned and looked at his disciples and rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. God loves us, and he wants us to make the most of this life and inherit eternal life. And that will only be possible when we are ready to take that final step, to say yes to Jesus to Jesus Christ, and allow him to begin shaping our lives according to his will and not ours, that is, the things that we consider to be the most important in life. When we start living according to God's criteria, things change for us, and he will give us the things we long for and have not yet achieved because we believe that we alone know what we need and what is most important. That is why he says today, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. I want to talk today about what it means to carry that cross. Carrying that cross for us is related to not being ashamed of the gospel. Whoever is ashamed of the gospel is grieving the Holy Spirit of God in terms of the Bible. They are telling Christ, I am ashamed for others to see me as your follower. 
Do you think that God will want to support us, bless us, grant us his favor, provide us with his heavenly power for our lives, give us everything he would like to give us if we are ashamed to confess him before people? And what does it mean to confess him? The Apostle Paul tells us in the letter to the Romans, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes in Romans chapter 1. The gospel contains within itself a power that is not human. The word used in the original Greek here for power is dynamis, which means power. We are not talking about power as force over others, but as a capacity and especially a supernatural capacity many times. It is the same word we use today for dynamite, a great power. When we proclaim the gospel with love and dedication, God works through our testimony in a way that we can't even imagine and has consequences that go beyond our human logic and understanding. How good it would be to be led by God so that he can perform the signs and wonders that we need in our lives, in our families, and in our churches. And perhaps it's not about us becoming evangelists and going out to the streets to preach to others, as maybe we are not equipped for it, nor do we have the gift to do it, nor the talents. But there are many other things we can do to confess Christ before others, and we can do it with our own words, with the little or much that we know of God's word, with our testimony of life that tells us, yes, I truly believe in Christ, for I have found his love in the relationship I have with him. That people can say they believe is already a true preaching. May God give us the true faith that can discover the true love that Christ offers us. Amen. I wish you have a fantastic week. 